Hello again, everybody, and welcome to season four of Kings of the Heart. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, and I am joined by my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you been, man? How you been? Oh, man, I've been great, brother Reek. It's always good seeing you. Good seeing you, it's man. It's good to be back. Can you imagine season four? Season four, man. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in the lab, man, but it's good it's to be back here with you. It's been a while. Glad yeah. to be back. It's yeah. always good to see you and hear your voice. And uh, everything's been going well, man. Just enjoying new phases of life, like fatherhood. And fatherhood, so, man. Congratulations man. to you, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother. You know, and not just of one, of two. And so father of twins. That's is, right. Uh, it's a completely different dynamic. But I know, man. But you look good, man. You look like you actually get sleep, but I know you don't. Nah, you know, the, exactly. the bags aren't hanging too high from your from your eyes, man. You, you're looking good, bro. You're looking good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm Considering. Trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, you know, but... Yeah, man, it's been great. It's been great, man. How you been? You and the wife, you good? We're doing well, man. We're doing very well. And, you know, we've been talking about it because we're just excited to get season four started, man. It's been a while since we've been doing this. And oh, no. I know you have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to talk about. So much has been happening culturally yep. and mental health, particularly around relationships, has been such a hot topic for people yeah. over this past, you know, this past year, past two years. So there's so much that we have to to, to talk about and just trying to help the people man you know this is what that's, we do that's right what we're here for that's what, we do. what we're here for it's for the people brother yeah. i agree yeah man so to kick off season four guys what we want to do is talk to you about how to rebuild fondness in your relationship now when we talk about fondness we talk about those good feelings those those desirous um loving caring feelings that we have for our mates and you know, what we find in our practice sometimes is that people kind of lose that sense of fondness. You know, there's so many issues that people go through with their partner and they get away from that that feeling, that, that those good feelings, all those complaints, you know. And so what we want to talk about is how do you rebuild that sense of fondness after so many years of just focusing on the, the negative and the, the drab and the, and the heavy stuff, getting those good feelings back. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's a really good topic because it's it's one of those under understated starting points for therapy. Yeah. It's like I'm not fond of my partner anymore. I don't, I don't even like him no more. Basically, yeah, yeah. You know, like some folks. I even joke with some of my clients, probably like a few sessions in, where I joke and I'm like, "Do you guys even like each other?" Same here. You know? Same like, question. I, I have to ask right. because sometimes the venom and the vitriol that like shows itself between both partners right. in therapy um, alerts my, you know, concern, my, my concern meter goes through the roof because mm -hmm. fundamentally, if you think about it as cliche as it sounds, you know, to be fond of someone doesn't have to be always in a romantic context. And oh, so yeah, for sure. that's what I always say that if you're not fond of this person, that means that you're in a, in a very simple way. It's like, you don't like them or you're, you're not really, feeling them right um it's hard for you to be around them and those are all things that speak to connection yeah which to yeah. me then deductively means like you either don't want to connect or you're not interested in connecting anymore right. and 
those then spiral out into some serious couples, like unhealthy couples dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, when I ask that same question, do you even like each other? People usually respond, oh, I love them. That's not the question. Yeah, that's not the question. You can love somebody and yeah. not necessarily like them. I'm sure you got I plenty agree. of family members that you, Correct. I, I, I love you. I yeah. don't want to hang around you, though. Don't want to you know? see you. I'll wanna... see you at Thanksgiving. That's right. it. Right. You know, so it, it is about that that actually liking and wanting to be around that person, connecting with right. them, being close to them. And right. people don't always feel that, especially after, you know, infidelity, after right. um, other issues that, that come up in relationships. It can be very hard to remain fond of your mate. Yeah. And so, but yeah. if the point is you're trying to stay with them, you're trying to maintain that marriage if you want the marriage to be healthy, there has to be a sense of fondness there. I agree. So how do no, we re- how do we rebuild that fondness? That's what we're gonna get into, folks. So make sure you just stay in tune as we get deep into this conversation. So, yeah. Doctor John, yes, please brother. define. I, I, I tried to do a little bit of it earlier, but please define for the people what it really means to be fond of someone, whether romantically or not. What does it really mean to be fond? Yeah, I, I I see it as to be fond of someone like big picture wise is like to relationally be endearing of someone, to like someone, yes. to have a desire. I like the word you you said desirous, so I'll, I'll say to have this desire, innate desire to want to be around them. Yep. Um um their presence um really stimulate something inside of you yeah that is so that's why i use the word it's so endearing so that's why I, that's why to your point it's not about love it's like it's so endearing it's like huh i really like this person like right. there's there's something about them and and that's what usually draws us in when we think relationships of all kinds even right. friendships right. i mean like yeah. let's be let's be honest i, I know when when me and brother reek met like i was very fond of him yeah. like very very fond of him right so you see how that works it's like there was something about like the way the brother carried himself when him and I spoke for the first time and just the way that we connected. I was like, bonded, yeah, like, bonded over L who J. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, yeah, like I'm very fond of this brother. Like I want, I want to hang out with him. I want to get to know him more. I want to understand his story in this background. So we're bringing this up. Uh, at least I, I started to bring this up around like the non-romantic part because that really gels with brother Reed's point about the love. And, and what does this mean for couples? Well, what it means is like when we ask couples, do you even like each other? Is to put aside that hardcore romantic aspect for a little bit and to right. say this person next to you who has this role labeled partner or wife or spouse or husband or boyfriend, do you find them endearing? Right. Do you want to be around them? Do you right. like them? And when those things aren't present or when people have a hard time, uh, answering it we know that there's something deeper going on there right and not to even not to just put aside the romantic element the obligatory o- element you know i'm yeah. obligated to be here with you because we're yeah married. i agree that's a good point but that's do i even want to be here do i want to do i want to spend time with you and when you think about being fond you can meet somebody at the store at the bar at the gym that you're fond of you don't have to necessarily Agreed. love them, but somebody's like, oh, they have you a see? good vibe. Good example. You know, I like I like I like talking to them. I like hanging around them. There's something about them that makes it, you know, pleasant to be around. Correct. Right. Correct. And so that can happen anywhere. And that can Thank build you. very, very quickly. You know. Correct. And so, and again, it's not about attraction. I want that to be, I want you to be clear about that too. You don't have to necessarily be attracted to somebody to be fond no. of them. No. The two no, things that's a good point. Ha- happen to intertwine. Well, that's where the romance starts to come in. 
you know, but it's it's just that I enjoy my time with you. I enjoy being around you. There's something about you that allows me to just just feel good in the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you think about the time that we spend with our mates, how much time we put in with these individuals over the years. It's it's easy to see why you may fall out of that fondness. You know, you spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. You don't always get along. There yeah. are disagreements, and especially if you look at the disagreements as something more conflictual, and they turn into fights. Agreed. Agreed. Well, who wants to be around somebody who you're always fighting with? Who wants yeah. to be around somebody who's always so hypercritical of you and always complaining about you or complaining about things in general? That can make you very less fun very quickly, and that happens to develop often in relationships. It happens with family, it happens with friends, it happens with coworkers, and definitely happens with your partner. And so when you think about the things that tend to make people less fond of each other, what are some of the things that come into your sessions with your clients? When you hear them talking about, you know, why they're struggling to even like each other, what are some of the things that they are sharing that are the reasons behind that fondness kind of falling out of favor with them? Yeah, the biggest one um, for me, like broad stroke would be conflict right and so when i say conflict there's different degrees of it so i have couples who um the fondness goes down when they're disagreeing a lot that's a right. form of conflict yeah. disagreement is a form of conflict right um when their problem solving is not the same mm-hmm. right and so one person wants to kind of shoot from the hip the other person's just like no i want to be more methodical and take my time right you know that in and of itself um is it becomes problematic i also think when um the fondness goes down to your point about spending time together i mean this is just from what i've seen is as people get to know each other spend time together you're seeing different parts of the person yeah and so the best example is like i tell folks i always when i will keep telling folks i'm like you know we we've joked brother Rick, you and i it's like look you don't really know someone until you live with them that's for sure. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool to go spend a weekend and then yep. leave Sunday afternoon <laughs> or Sunday evening if you guys are having an amazing time Sunday. And then you get to just like, you know, live in um, Fantasy um, Harmony world. Land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all throughout the week. But when you live with them day to day, I'm not going to lie. There's certain those things, little those habits start to, that yeah, start, man. start to show themselves. Yeah. And really start. So. And, and, and then this is the other part of the conversation. Um, and then I'll pass it over to you to kind of hear your thoughts, brother, is the problem, though, folks, isn't living with someone or, or getting to know someone or being in a relationship in a long time with someone and seeing these quirky things that that start to turn you off. It's how do we deal with them? How do right. we communicate? How right. do we relate? And also, let me say, because I don't want to lose this fault because I got I, I'm, I live in a world of daddy brain now with being bring the it, father of twins. Bring it, bring it pops. Um, yeah, is 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 um not taking things so personal when those things like come up. I yeah. think it's the other big problem. So what I mean by that is like for example, not every disagreement has to be a personal attack. Mm-hmm. Not not every concern about your way of problem solving is an attack on you personally. Um, and also the quirky things that your partner is probably doing, they were doing well before you. These are yeah. just established things. And so are there things that probably need to be rectified and addressed? Yes, but you can't personalize it so much to the point where you make it as though that they're doing it intentionally to hurt you. 
Right. I know I said a mouthful, but it's just, you know, when you mentioned about like, what are some of the ways that I've seen couples over the years in my practice, um, the fondness goes down. Like these are some of the common ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the, the disagreements is key because a lot of people have a hard time dealing with conflict and they, yeah. they can look at everything, um, anything that, that enters their conversation where there's a disagreement as you know um, confrontation and it's yeah. not and so that's something that we often have to deal with with our, our clients is helping them understand that just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that it's actually a conflict so that's one level but beyond that just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean that they're attacking you and i think that's the thing that can make people very disengaged with their yeah. you know when they start yeah. stonewalling when they start turning away yeah. when they you know, just they, 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 they walk away, they shut down. All those things lead to a lack of fondness for one another. Mm. You know, if I don't feel like I can talk to you about something I see differently and you want to shut down, I'm not going to feel that good about you. Yeah. If you are constantly turning away from me when I'm trying to be affectionate, when I'm trying to get close to you, I'm not going to feel good about being around you. Yeah. And so those things yeah. start to seep into the relationship over time. Even mentioning the time that we spend together, we spend a lot of time together. Yo, you can wear somebody out with all the time you spend with them, you yeah. know? So sometimes I just need a little distance in order to remember that I even like you. You're in my yeah. face so much that I don't have a chance to miss you. And so I, I might need a little bit more room from you. Right. So all these things you see constantly entering. The, 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 the major thing that I see that interrupts that sense of fondness, again, is broken trust. So when you start getting to infidelity, when you start right. thinking about the things that people do, um, sharing each other's business, um, the things that people do that break that trust, it's hard to like somebody if you don't trust them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know. And so yeah. if you think about how often we see that in our in our practice, um, particularly, oh man, I can't even tell you how many how many people I see around infidelity, both male and female, um, yeah. and the revenges and all that stuff. Yo, it's hard to like somebody when you feel either rejected by them or feel, um, you know, again, just deceived by them. That hurt makes it really hard to like somebody. And so yeah. you're sitting here wondering why your partner doesn't want to connect with you. Well, guess what? They're still grieving the the loss of the innocence of the relationships once you broke that trust. That's a good point, man. You know, so yeah. there's, there's a lot of bad That's feelings that are developing. That's really hard to overcome, especially if they haven't healed. So, no, yeah. I'm not going to want to spend time with you. No, I'm not going to want to be close to you. No, I'm not going to want to be um, connected to you or affectionate with you when I'm still hurting from something that you might have done years ago that I still haven't had a chance to heal from. Yeah. And so when we start thinking about how do we build that fondness, you want to keep in mind, yo, the person you're with, if they're still hurting, it's going to be hard to be fond of each other. It's going to be hard for them to be fond of you. Yeah. You know, so you can't get yeah. mad at them because they're not presenting the way that you want. Guess what? They're not in a place to do that right now. So there has to be healing behind all of this. Yeah. And so when we, get, when we get deeper into talking about how to rebuild the fondness, one of the things that you have to do is make sure that you're getting past the hurt so that the person yeah. can see you in a way that allows them to even begin liking you again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that's well said. I see it all the time as well. And 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 the other thing that I'll add is, uh, you bring up a good point about the 
how when you violate trust, um, it makes it hard for the person to like you because they're they're sitting and stewing and living in hurt and yeah. pain. Um, that when you think about those feelings, um, you're less likely to like the person, yeah. uh, want to be around them. And and the other part that I see when you were talking made me think about clients who I have in which they're trying to rush it. They're the ones who have violated the trust. And oh, rush like, the healing of the, their yeah, partner. Yeah, the healing. right. And, and it's right. like, and it's like, well, you know, they just need to get over it. And it's like, I get you want to be liked again, but what you did was not likable. And <laughs> exactly. so like at the end of the day, we need to take time to really make sure that if you want to get things back to where they were or even better, even healthier, I, I like to say, then there needs to be a work a working agenda towards you being likable again right because what the acts that you have committed have now um categorically put you in another place where you're not likable right your actions and you right. and that's the hard thing about being human yeah we talk about like don't label but it does come with the territory it's not only do i not like what you did i don't like you and that's right? the it hard- goes it goes it right. goes together right and that's, what some people try to do, they're trying to separate it and be like, well, I'm still the, I'm still the person who you love 20 years. I'm ago, still a good person. I'm still a good person. Yeah. Right. It's like what you, what you need to understand is that inherently, even if that's true, your actions, your intentional actions. Is not congruent with what message you're trying to send right. about. I'm still a likable person. Right. Your actions does not it doesn't highlight that. Right. And that's where I've gotten into it with clients. And then they end up kind of backing off because they're like, you know what, you're right. Mm. Because I'm like, yeah, I get you deep down. You're a good person. No one's probably arguing that. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand how your character has been called into question. And once your character has been called into question, it 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 reduces your the likelihood that the, that your partner would, would find you likable. Right. And if you're not likable, why would they want to spend time with you? Why would they want to touch you? Why right. would they even want to consider a future with you? Right. You see, so sometimes like I have to walk people through that path for them to be like, okay, now that makes sense. Right. You got work to do before that Correct. person's back on that level with you. Correct. You know, yeah. it's interesting hearing you say that because I know a lot with the individual work that I do, I'm constantly talking to people about you are not the things that you do necessarily. No, just yeah, because just because you lied in this situation doesn't mean that you're a liar. That means yeah. in this situation you made a bad choice about how you're going to explain what happened. You know, so in our individual work, it's a lot of making sure that you're not defining yourself by your actions. Yeah, they they don't they're not a good look. And if you continue to do them, well, it, it speaks a lot to you. But one or two times is not a defining yeah, moment for it's just a moment. It's not defining who you are. Right. But the things we have to help people understand in the couple couple of them is that those moments define who you are to them now that's what i mean now, yeah, you may right, not you may part. not be that right. person and you may say yeah i'm still a good person well yeah you had a bad moment that's acceptable you know take accountability for what you've done but yeah it was just a bad moment for you but guess what it impacted them so deeply now they see you as that now you're a liar now you're a right. cheat and that's what they're seeing that's what they're showing you and that's why they're creating that distance. That's why right. they don't like you anymore. Yeah, correct. Because of that's the hurt that it's caused, right? And yeah, so you have become saying, that yeah. thing for them. And now it's a matter of, okay, what do I need to do in order to make sure that they're not seeing me that way anymore? They have to go through right. their healing process. And there's work that I have to do to help them. They, I can't make them heal, but there are things that I can do to help them healing through my actions. And some of that is time. And so unfortunately, when we get people on our couch, 
typically is just behind some major hurt, yeah. you know, or, or series of major hurt. And so they're not really in a place to even talk about fondness. I mean, I, I'm always getting my clients to talk about, okay, what are the elements of healthy relationship? And they don't even talk about romance. No one ever, ever mentions romance. And so if they can't mention romance, if they can't even think about what it really means other than to get past their hurt in order to have a healthy relationship, fondness is the furthest thing from their mind. I don't have yeah. anybody saying, come on, I just want to like them again. That's not, that's not even in your head. So it's like we have to move them into a better place with one another, rebuilding that trust Correct. and getting Correct. past some that's of that hurt in yeah. order to even talk about, okay, I agree. That's how can we, we help you like yeah. each other again? Yeah, you know? that's what we do. Yeah. And, so. and, and, I think, and I think both partners, I have a few couples right now who are struggling with this. It's like both partners are, it's hard for them because both in a way want some form of results, drastic results. Yeah. But I've, I've told them, like you said, eloquently, it's like, I have to work with you guys to even put you in a healthy space to talk that would allow you guys to start relating to each other differently. Mm -hmm. So that way the lightness comes back. Yeah. And, and it's hard. Like yeah. some, you know, some couples are like, you know, one partner is probably one foot out there, out the, at the game, you know, the other one is rushing and trying <laughs> to be like, save it. And I'm like, right. no, like it, it really doesn't work that way. Ideally. Um, and that's why when we talk about like love um, and the romantic part, you know, it's 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 important because like I've heard it over the years. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people say like, yeah, I love so and so. Yeah. But I, I'm over it. Yeah. You know, like things. And to me, all they're saying in, in, in another way is like, I don't like them. <laughs> right, as simple right, as that right like, right you you meaning meaning though even with the whole prefacing of i love them they're the but i all i hear is i don't like them right yeah and, yeah. and that and, and that and that has landed me in therapy to think about what are my next moves yeah that's how it looks sometimes yeah, yeah. and that's that's the thing about it you don't and i think what we're really trying to say here is if you don't like your partner we can validate that there are, there are probably are plenty yeah. of reasons for you not to like your partner right now. Right. But if your desire is to stay with this person and to work things out with that person, Correct. then you're going to have to get to a place where you actually do like them. Correct. You have to get there. If you're right. going to say salty at them for the rest of your lives together. Totally agree. This is not conducive for this. Not, not for, for a healthy for, relationship. For this relationship. No, not it's at not. all. Not at all. So it's, not. it's okay. If right now you don't like right. your partner, it's okay. We understand that. We can validate that feeling. It's okay. But it's not okay to stay there. Not if you want to stay with the person. Correct. And that's why sometimes I've had to have, and I have, I've had to have very difficult conversations with some, with some folks who I had to say, like, look, it, based on what has happened, you've made it very clear you don't like this person. Can we honestly move on? Like right. I've had to ask, like, can we move on? Right. Because I agree with you. If you're stuck or if you if you're in a place in which you are so grounded in this hurt that it's hard for you to envision getting to a place, then let's I'm not going to lie. Like, let's not waste time. I don't think this is the relationship for either of you. And that's when I'm not going to lie, brother. Like I've had to look at the other person and say, it seems like your partner is not going to be able to get past this, which means that this will be an uphill battle. So if you want to continue do not complain because you will always have to, you'll always be under the impression yep. that you're proving you're fighting yep. and, and they're putting you through boot camp and the ringer. And it's like, 
So I do lay things out, brother, when we get to that conversation around fondness and we're assessing where we're going after being in therapy for some, for a while, though. Right. Like, let me put that out there. I don't yeah. do this in the beginning. Right. But after we've been at this for a while and there's either some stagnation or whatever, then I'm like, I have to call a spade a spade and we have to have an honest conversation because right. to what we're saying today, the fondness, if you're, if we're not open to getting back to that place of fondness, this can't last. Mm-hmm. Healthy, healthily, this can't last. Right, right. I, I'm wondering for you, is there a time where you begin to recognize that they may not get back to a place of fondness where you see in session, I'll say this for me, there are times in session where We've been meeting for weeks on end, and I want to give you some tools to help you through some of your issues, but you can't come to session without spending the first 45 minutes of session complaining about what the other person did. And all you want to do is criticize the entire time. We can't even get any work done. So is there a time for you where you're like, okay, I recognize that we're not moving forward you're stuck in this place and I don't know either. We have to break through this. We have to break through the, the um, disgust that you're constantly coming in here sharing so that we can do things to move forward. Or this, this might not be the thing for you. When when do you actually see that? I give it, me personally, I'm not saying that, but I give it about three months. Okay. I mean, because if I'm seeing the couple weekly, that's about 12 times. Right. And if majority of the time really looks like what you're describing, which I have experienced where like the 45 minutes to 50 minutes is just like just slinging mud and just complaining and just things are never going to change. Then about like two and a half to like close to three months, I'm like, in my mind, because I'm not going to lie, I've reached my threshold in terms of like trying to understand <laughs> exactly. what's, what, where we're going, <laughs> right. that I now have to call this out and we have to have a frank conversation. Right. Stop trying to and, sell me on the idea that you don't like your partner. I get it. You don't like your partner. Correct. I got you. Correct. Like it, it's 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 pretty clear. Yeah. Um. Now, I will say every couple is different. Some of them I, I can notice very quickly mm-hmm. like within like two, three weeks. I'm like, uh, and, and, and so what I do is just to be sure. I'll call for like an individual session right? because I need to kind yeah. of separate and talk to both yeah. just to be, just to be like, and, and I'm not going to lie. What I do sometimes is I will walk them through and say, Hey, partner, a partner B in their individual session. I'll say, so since I've met you since the consultation, this is what I've seen. This is what I'm concerned about. These are the implications for therapy. Am I misreading? Am I not seeing, am I missing something? And then, 99% of the time they're usually like no you're you're pretty spot right. on with yep. what you're seeing mm-hmm. you know and so then it allows me to have a conversation about okay so what can we what are you open to and what can we commit to like and and, and so it's not a frank hardcore frank conversation of do you want to be in this relationship then i then i push them for almost like a second attempt to kind of be like, okay, so what can we commit to doing and focusing on? Right. Almost to your point, it's right. like me saying, can we reduce the 45 minute like mudslinging and actually only put that to like first five, 10 minutes and right. be productive? Can we commit to that for the next month? Right. And at least see if that puts you guys in a different space. So that's kind of like how I've, uh, how I've seen it and played it at times, not yeah. all the time, but sometimes. And the, the thing I would add to that too is what is it that you actually want? 
Correct. Do you I'm just like, want to come in here and talk about yeah. how wrong the other person is because you want somebody right. else to, to, to validate that they're the bad person? No, that's not what we're going to do. What direction do you want to go in? What are your goals? You're sitting here complaining about the person. What do you actually want to feel? Correct. You know, ask the miracle question. What do you actually want to feel? How will you know if you're feeling it? You know, exactly. so it's a matter of moving them past that. So I don't mind just, you know, just have our listeners to think about all the bad things that lead to losing fondness. How can we rebuild the fondness? What are the techniques that you use? What are the things that you share with your clients to have them do so that they have the opportunity to actually get begin to like each other again? Yeah, fundamentally. And I know it's repetitive, but I've been on I've, I've been on uh, like a therapy tour with this. And, and I stand fast. It's it's literally going to be basic communication. Can we have a good, solid conversation right. without, without the white noise, the right. nastiness? Because do you know why? As we always said historically, your ability to communicate with someone is one of the best ways to not just relate to them better, but to literally find them endearing and, and fun. Right. Think about it. You, I, I love what you said earlier. Even when you you meet someone at, like at a bar, at a restaurant, like it's just basic conversation where you're like, "Hey, I'm having a good time." So I'm usually like, "Hey, guys, we really need to work on listening and expressing ourselves mm-hmm. because, um, because if we're going to talk about some of the other ways, so I'm not going to lie, that is my main priority before I get to some of the other techniques. I'm sorry, it just is with yeah, me. My yeah, couples know yeah. it. I I can't go prescribe or recommend other things if y'all can't even literally have a conversation about right. what to what bread you're going to pick out for the sandwich tonight right. i mean it's it's odd to me to then prescribe like no cart before the horse <laughs> you know let's do let's focus on communication but like that's one of them i think the other thing is trying to experience each other in in in, in different in, in a different scenario so you know how you talked about like you guys spend a lot of time together mm-hmm. then i talk about like how are you spending time right. together are let's you just on the couch are you just on the Correct. couch watching tv Correct. let's right. switch this up like let's add different dynamics yep. to your quality time that reinvigorates the soul it start the brain starts to relate to the other person much differently you know what we're not on the couch just watching garbage tv you know <laughs> what we're actually out we're we're, we're we're at a wine tour and you know what i mean like Doing something that has not been done in a while or ever allows them to start trying to reconnect at least. Yeah. I think the other thing is um, trying to promote fun. Yeah. I think is that right. So so what yeah. I mean by that is like so I, I don't know about you, but I have some couples that actually work together. They have like joint businesses that, and that blurs a lot of their ability yeah. to like each other. I'm not playing around, dude. Like some of my newer couples literally have businesses together. And and I'm mm. like, so I'll ask them. So what's the boundary? How do you know when work is done and we can have fun? And they're like, uh, uh, that's a problem. Yes, major. Right? So major. so we need. So all you guys, you you've developed your relationship around work, but not much fun. So let's think about what fun looks like, right? And 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 all these other things. So those are like a few examples in which I'm thinking about fondness. I'm, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm thinking about the psychology of the brain, and mm-hmm. it's. What is our brains, what is our minds communicating to us when we're around this person? And oh, I'm trying yeah. to find effective ways on how to start to break that consistent narrative, that negative narrative of, oh, my gosh, here they go again. Yeah. Or oh, I've got to talk to them about this. That's unfortunate. Right. I mean, but but what are some things that like you've talked to your couples about, about rebuilding that fondness, brother? I like the fact that you just said the one of the key words, that narrative. 
You have to right. break your narrative of who that person is and who they've been to you over this recent period of time. Right. So obviously you've built up a lot of bad feelings about this person for whatever reasons, whether it's right. broken trust, just um, generally just not getting along, they have habits that you just don't appreciate, right. whatever it is. So recognizing that the narrative that you've maintained of this person for all this time, again, isn't necessarily who they are. It's just how you feel about them. So as you see them begin to change, because like we said, there are things that you have to do beforehand that can lead to, to feeling better about the person. So as a person is trying, they're making more of an effort and they're being more consistent and they're actually showing that they are trustworthy, your narrative of that person has to begin to change with those actions. Agreed. If you're still saying, okay, after seven years, you're still the same person from that one event, but they haven't repeated the event. Well, guess what? Your narrative is getting in the Correct. way of being in a better place. Correct. So that narrative Correct. has to change. The stories you tell yourself about that person has to change in order for you to begin to see them differently and begin to feel differently about them. So that yeah. narrative is, is key. Yeah. Other thing is, as you guys are, you know, going through the day-to-day -day with each other, what are those conversations like? Are you only focusing on the the hard life issues and the things that you have to do and what the kids need? And right. are you guys only spending all your your time communicating about the most necessary things in order to feel better about somebody? You might have to discuss some unnecessary things. Correct. You know, it's a matter of getting to know the person again, um, finding out new things about them, things that allow you to like them and more than anything, exploring the things that made you like them in the first place. Yeah. Oftentimes in session, we hear people making the the boldest claims and the deepest complaints about people. I know. So, do you remember the things that you do that you enjoy with the person or the things about the person that you like? Um, are you aware of how the person sees you? Um, there may be times where you don't think your partner sees you at all, but then right. you start asking certain questions. Do you find out, oh, they do see me? Just because they don't express it to me doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I right. just don't hear about it. So what are you guys actually sharing? What are you guys talking about? How are you guys communicating that allows you to both be seen and see the person differently? Man, so as, as important as it is to go out and have these fun activities and do things to just enjoy each other, what are the things that you're, you're saying to each other that allow you to just, hey, I, I do see you. I do love you. I do enjoy you. We're having a bad moment. We've had a, a series of bad moments, but that doesn't define, again, the narrative. That doesn't define our entire relationship. We yeah. have history. We have history of, of some great moments. What were those moments? What were the things I liked about you? And so getting those kind of conversations going so that people realize, yo, there's more to this than I've been seeing or that I've been allowing myself to see. Yeah. So you have yeah. to make sure that you're exploring um, some of your, your past history that you actually liked. Yeah, as well I as some agree. of the things that are currently going on. And then what are your plans for the future? You know, yeah. can you guys get on the same page and say, hey, these are some things that I would like to do in the future. So now you have some hope. You have some some optimism of, of shared yeah. experiences with your mate. You know, so it's really going from the past to the present to the future and exploring all those different conversations that need to be had so that you yeah. guys can see, yo, we do actually enjoy each other. We do have things in common. We do have some good history. Everything hasn't been bad. You know, when you're just, you know, catastrophizing and saying everything, everything yeah, is, no, no, everything I mean, isn't bad. There's a reason why you're still here. There's a reason why you're still holding on. There's something about this person other than obligation that you're here to try and fix. Yeah. So what are those things?
and getting yeah. them to focus on that. So taking weeks to say, hey, look it, we're not gonna I understand that things happen and you know, you're you're there are moments during the week where you're not very fond of each other and you're doing things yeah. that annoy each other or frustrate each other. We're not gonna talk about that this week. We're not gonna talk about that next week. We're not gonna talk about that the week after because you're always gonna have that. What I wanna talk about are these things that you actually enjoy, the things that you do like about each other. Let's explore that and that exclusively just to kind of jog your memory of why you're here. You're here because you want to maintain a relationship with this person. There's something there. So let's only focus on the positive. I'm not saying that negative things need to be ignored. But y'all can deal with that on your, on your, you know, on your own time. This next you know, 45 minutes to an hour that we're here together, let's only focus on those good things, those good feelings. I want you to walk out of here feeling good about the person. Even if it doesn't last for so long into the week, at least you have this moment to remember why you are here and who this person is and why you even like them in the first place. Let's go there with each other. Yeah, I agree. You know? I, I think it's well said. And I think one of the things I'll just add to that real quick um, as we're wrapping up is I took from what you said, and I feel the same way with my clients, is that when you've been in a relationship with someone for a long time, I understand things can get stale and fondness right. you know, can decline, but we can't you and I talk about this all the time. We, I think there's excitement for what you're talking about and bringing up because even the most quote unquote boring individual in a relationship, one has depth to them and also are evolving. So it's easy to say like, Oh, well, you know, they've always done A, B, C, and D in terms of their quirks. Right. But sometimes I've asked in, in sessions, like, but do you truly understand the significance of them doing that or where that even came from? Like, like this isn't just a behavior that sits alone with this right. person that's pissing you off. There's, there's, there's a history behind that. Right. There's, there's something behind that. And I think there is in terms of um, increasing the fondness, I think fondness comes also with understanding. Right? Oh yeah. I can conceptually bring. So if I understand this, if I actually understanding and acceptance, <laughs> correct. If I stop complaining for, for at least, 10 minutes that brother week asked me to and at least just ask my partner be like you know what like that those moments when you do kind of throw your shoes in the air and it pisses me off like i've come to realize like i never asked you like where did that come from mm -hmm. or or what's going on where you're still doing that after 10 years of being together right you know what i mean like because whatever answer you get you understand the person better empathy rolls in for the most part yep. and then the fondness can really start to creep up as, as well so i also wanted to add that because we're human beings we evolve and i and i don't and i think the staleness sometimes really brings it out where we start to assume well i, I know what they're going to say then and i know why they yeah. do this but but that was 10 years ago you knew did you ever ask anything in between because like there's probably more history and context that's shaping said behavior right whether whether you know um negative or or positive behavior or not but um, when you were talking, I was just thinking about we as humans, we evolve. Right. And I think that's exciting. Right. And, and 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 if we can give it a chance and not complain for 45 minutes in session, but if we can give that evolution a chance, it's exciting. And yeah. that can help you start to like like each other. Again. Yeah. And take your partner out of that box. Like you right. just said, you know, you're saying, OK, well, this is how you were 10 years ago and this is how I still see you. Well, you know what? You've kept them in this little box again, changing right. that narrative. You kept them, kept them in this little box and haven't really noticed the changes or the growth or appreciate that because in your mind, there's still this. 
Yeah. And it's like, no, they've probably grown beyond that, but you haven't taken the time to explore Correct. what those things are. Correct. And who is that? That's not There's fair to them. To it. There's much exactly. more to it. Right. There's depth much more depth to it. it. Yeah. But you haven't explored that. Correct. You, you've gotten comfortable with just knowing that, hey, this is what it is. Correct. But you know what? There's probably more there. And once you discover Correct. what that is, you may actually begin to be more fond of them. Correct. You know, you're out here you, 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 you're out here looking for other you're looking out here looking for it in no. other people. But guess what? It may be at home, but you haven't explored that because they are just this to you. Correct. You know, but that has to change. Your eyes have to open to who that partner is. But the only way that can happen is by talking to them. There we go. You know, but if you spend so much time, ah, you know, I, I don't really want to talk to them because, blend, yeah. you know, you have to get past that. So that's why when you come in the session, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's just talk. Let's ask yeah. questions. Let's be yeah. curious about yeah. each other again. Everything. You know, that you have Everything. to build build that curiosity back into the relationship, especially yeah. after a long time. Yeah. My wife and I still to this day ask each other questions as long as we've been together and like having kids, like we still ask each other questions about our past, about some of the stuff that we do, or even when we're watching TV, we're like, yo, did you, I mean, even the most ridiculous stuff, like, hey, did you ever eat the PB&J with the crust? I mean, it's it's all about connecting yeah. and just really understanding, and that's not corny. And so everything that you said really aligns with what I was getting. We're, we evolve, man. Yeah. And I think what's also fun is when you hear people, even your partner, when you hear them reflect about their past or where they've been because you're right you probably labeled them in a box a long time ago and they've they've they know that behavior is still with them mm -hmm. and so it's not that they stopped thinking about it or or have tried stopped working on it but you're right be curious ask them like hey you know that thing has always bothered me like you know again that's why i said like is there any new significance about like how and why you do that flipping up with the shoes right Right. It's probably changed some significance. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, again, so. and then learning, like you said, understanding that about the person and then accepting yeah. that. Accepting it. Is you know, they're going to flip the shoes. Right. Right. Flip the shoes. Why? Okay. Why is it actually annoying you so much? How right. about that, too? How about how <laughs> yeah. about figuring that out for yourself, too? You know, what's going on with you that all these little quirks are such a bother for you and such and such a, 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 a place of frustration for you. I agree. You know, and that's is, awesome. it, that's not, is it yeah, that you just trying to control everything? You just you want to be in control of everything? Is that what, what's really happening here? Good point, bro. You know, that's what so, I was going to say. Like some folks, I'm like, then take your ass to therapy because there's something beyond this now. No, 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 seriously. <laughs> right now, there's something yo, beyond you're this now. You're 100% right. Yeah. There's something beyond yeah. this now. Right. And everything, everything about what they do cannot annoy you to that extent. That's right. crazy. Dude. Right. Yep. Crazy. Dude. Yep. So maybe one of the reasons why you don't like your mate is because you're trying to control so much about them. They're not, they're not allowing you to control, okay. you know, so you have to give up some of that control, understand who they are, what they're doing and accept some of that. Not saying that you have to just take anything, you know, there's always a way to, to have conversations around, okay, how can we make each other feel better? Demonstrate those acts of care and people make more effort into doing that. But at a certain point, there are going to be things that you have to accept about your partner in order for things to be peaceful, you know, mm -hmm. and not, again, not doing it from the standpoint of, well, I'm just going to ignore it, but I'm going to yeah. still be, I'm going to still be resentful about it. Yeah. No, no, no. You have to let some of that stuff go. You know, it's really not that important. You're bringing it up almost like you're trying to make a case for why I don't like you and why you need to change. It's like, nah, there's no need to make a case. Look, you have some issues with them. They have some issues with you. Some of it is about what they need to do to grow and to evolve and to change. And some of it is about you needing to grow, evolve, and change too. And also accept. You know, get out of your own way. 
And so, you know, so the, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's man, absolutely bananas, I agree. Man. That's well said. Get out bananas. of your own way, man. You have to get out of your own way. So, oh, well, guys, it's that time of the show where we like to do our noble truths, where we hit you with a few bullet points as to what we want you to really take away from today's conversation. So, Dr. John, what you got for the people? You know, what are some bullet points that you want to highlight from today's conversation? Yeah, a couple of things is just um, conflict is natural. Don't allow conflict to get you and your relationship to the point where you're not liking your partner. Right. I would go to therapy as quickly as possible if it comes <laughs> to persistent. Right. That's my first uh, noble truth. I think the second one is a lot of what we've been saying, which is if you're in a committed relationship, you've signed up for it. And as long as like there's like none of those other extreme unhealthy things going on, like domestic violence keep putting an effort to yep. find what's endearing about your partner because right. they are a very complicated person they can't all be negative but just be continue to be curious right. i think like that's one of my philosophical stances that i was hearing you and i talk just be very continue to be curious it'd be fun you just stole it'd one of my fun. noble truths man i was thinking the same thing <laughs> be curious um the first yeah, the first one i have for you is um it's okay that you don't like your mate we get it there you're not expected to like people all the time in all the different ways no there are going to be things that they've done things that you might have done there are reasons legitimate reasons as to why you are not very fond of your mate right now and that's okay we understand that but you can't stay there you have Correct. to make sure that you're making effort if you want to stay in a relationship and you want it to be a healthy good feeling relationship you have to move past whatever it is Let that it you're go. holding on to. Let it go. You have to. You yeah. have to heal from those past hurts, yeah. those past traumas, those those broken moments of uh, of distrust. You have to move beyond that, so that you can make room to be fond of your mate again. So it's okay if you do if you feel that way right now, but you just can't stay there. Agreed. And, and then and then now that you know, Doctor John took my my second noble truth about being curious. Um, I would say another one is being able to learn how to communicate in a way that allows you to just enjoy each other yeah. you know not feel like you I mean, have seriously. to you don't have to be so serious all the time right. you know right. you just sometimes you just need a break from all that even if you can't take a vacation you can take a I vacation know. just sitting in the kitchen having a conversation about something different than you always talk about you know so so just find a different way to communicate find different ways to connect find a different way to engage you know, if you want to be more in, in, how do I say this? Have more endearing moments. Correct. Then you have to create those moments. I agree. You can't well wait. Said. You can't wait for them just to present themselves. Just pop up. I you, agree. You, that was the effort, effort part that I was mentioning. You yeah, have to, like that's the effort part. You have to yeah. put effort forward. You have to put effort forward. If you want to like this person again, you have to figure out how to like that person again. I agree. <laughs> we got to write a book about this. this yeah, is man. Man, like how, <laughs> how to find your partner endearing again. Yo, that's that's the next one, <laughs> Doctor John and Tariq. I'm hey, telling you, that's what we, we need to work on, Chief. Yo, man, that sounds good, brother. Oh yeah, man, man, it's always good seeing you, man. Good to see you, man. This is a great topic to start off season four. Um, really excited. Um, yeah. I'm just so glad. I'm so happy to be back, man. Oh, without a doubt. Fold. Um, it's gonna be a good season, man. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a good season. We have a lot of surprises for you. We're gonna have more guests this oh, season. Yeah. Great yeah. conversations. Great topics. Just stay tuned for Kings Correct. of Hearts. Season four, y'all. Season, Season four. four. We're going to be killing it. Hey, Dr. John, congratulations again on the thank twins you, to you and the thank wife. You, thank you. Thank Send my you, love man. to them, man. Great to see you. Great to this time with you. And I look forward to this next season with you, bro. Uh, thank you, brother. Same to you. Send my best to the wife. 
And you guys keep on with keep on looking forward to season four, man. Yeah, it's bro. gonna be a great year, bro. No doubt. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Kings of the Heart, and we are out. Peace. <laughs>